Our podcasts exist because of listeners like you. To find other great shows, head over to the den.show. Thanks for listening. Hello, everyone. Welcome in to today's episode. I am your host, Rob, joined by sports co-host Devin. Devin, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing fan-fucking-tastic. Excited to be here on this wonderful Tuesday. <laughs> nice. It is been quite a while. It's been quite some time since we've been able to get a sports episode yep. in. Uh, no real, I mean, real reasons behind it, but it's just, it's, I mean, Devin... His full-time job. I have full-time jobs. Sometimes scheduling can be hard. It's just the way it is. Yep. But there's been a lot to happen in the world of sports, and there's a lot to go over, and we have obviously not been on, so there's a lot to touch on. So we'll go over a few of the kind of like, I guess you could say bigger stories, and then get into some of the discussions that I have for, you know, what we're going to talk about. Yeah. All right. So one of the first things that I want to talk about is MLB delays spring training till March 5th. They're still on yep. their whole binge. I heard that MLB had come up with like some sort of, I guess you could say counter offer or whatnot, but it, was, it wasn't that great, and, and they're still nowhere near close to figuring all that out. So MLB might not see uh, or might, might see a shortened season this year. Yep. Uh, communication. Hey, uh... Yep. Oh, sorry. They put a deadline out that if they don't come to agreements by next Monday, so six days from now, that uh, then the season will be delayed. Yeah. Delayed, hopefully not. Just completely lost. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. All right. Communications Director Eric Kay was found guilty for the death of Tyler Skaggs back in 2019, basically being the guy who was handling all the transactions. Skaggs was, uh, you know, abusing the use of drugs and Kay knew about it and was just handling transactions and was just allowing it to all happen and did stop it and well he's been now found guilty i believe it is on two counts of some sort of form of murder so yeah wasn't he handing him fentanyl i believe it was like it was it was fentanyl and something i can't remember the story so fentanyl was i believe one of the things involved in it but yeah it was it was a mixture of different things that Skaggs was doing. All right. Uh, safety for the Chiefs. Chris Lamont's turned himself in in connection with the battery charges that were facing Alvin Kamara. So not only was it Alvin Kamara doing the Pro Bowl stuff, which uh, he has a battery assault, like, charges against him now. You uh, also had a safety for the Chiefs. Chris Lamont's was in there. It was like a four-man crew. I don't know if the other two were NFL players, but there goes another player whose career might just never, you know, be lived out because of something something stupid. Just go to a club. All right, and staying in the world of football, we can get into all of that. Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Devin's prediction that LA Rams would win came true. Barely, barely came not, true. Not and, by the score, but you know. <laughs> and the uh, the Cincinnati Bengals did end up losing that game. Hundred and one million viewers. Holy shit. But what's even crazier is, did you know that the Abu Dhabi, which is a Formula One race, had 108 million viewers? Oh, wow. So it kind of begs the question, I mean, Super Bowl is definitely not as popular as it used to be because you just had uh, you just had a Formula One, Formula One race produce 7 million more viewers. So 
Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I feel like though the Super Bowl is much more instead of it being one person sitting there watching a TV, you've got parties. So I I feel like the numbers are kind of skewed. Yeah. But basing it off of solely what we saw at the place we both work, it is understandable. Yeah. And I mean, Abu Dhabi is a race that's held in, I believe it is India, which India has a billion people anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's going to get views. Okay, so Devin, what did you think of the uh, Super Bowl? Obviously, the team that you predicted to win won, but you also had another prediction. You said that the halftime show would be more exciting than the Super Bowl itself. Does that still stand up? So, I think the halftime show was more exciting than the first half. Okay. Because the first half was very slow moving. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the second half, though, is where all the drama was. So I do think the Super Bowl itself was better than the halftime show, but that halftime show was phenomenal. It was a nice halftime show, oh. I will say. But I am extreme, extremely excited about that result of that game. Was my score prediction right? Fuck no. I didn't think it would be. I just thought it'd be funny. <laughs> but that final play, man, you would have thought the Browns won it with how how ballistic I was going in the fucking apartment. Nice. Was, it was insane. All right. And uh, so L.A. Rams uh, wide receiver Van Jefferson actually won the Super Bowl. And then his wife went into labor. And he had to rush out of there. And he ended up having to FaceTime because of traffic the birth of his son. Did you know what he named his son? I did not. I saw in titles for it. I just never clicked on him. Champ. Oh, my God. He named his son Champ. <laughs> Guy wins a Super Bowl, then has birth of his second son two hours later and names his son Champ. I thought it was kind of cute. <laughs> it's funny, but it's also like one of those things, you know. It yeah. could be worse. You know, you could have named your child North. Yeah. But, I don't know. It's one of those weird celebrity names. Or you could have named him, you know, like Paul Super Bowl Jefferson. <laughs> it's, it's, right. It could have gone so many different routes. Champ is, okay, I, I can understand that. It's it's a little better than what could have happened. Right. All right. Let's switching switching tones. Uh, Juwan Howard, head coach of the M- uh, Michigan Wolverines basketball, took a swipe at Joe Krabenhoft, the assistant coach for the uh, Wisconsin Badgers, in a loss as uh, Wisconsin pretty much called a timeout with like 15 seconds left. They were up 15. Uh, Juwan Howard took exception to that and was pretty much pointing fingers, getting into it with the head coach and assistant coach for the Wisconsin Badgers came over to defend his head coach. And Juwan Howard claims that he was touched or pulled or something like that, so he retaliated and got a nice slap across uh, Krabenhoff's face. Uh, Michigan's AD apologized to Wisconsin's AD. Big Ten was looking into the disciplines, uh, which ended up being Juwan Howard ended up getting suspended five games, which ends up being the rest of the regular season. Stephen A. Smith said he should be fired, and honestly, it's words that hurt to say, but I never thought I would say. I actually kind of have to agree with Stephen A. Smith. It's just kind of like yeah. you, as a head coach, that's something you as a head coach, is, people are looking up to you, and you are trying to be a role model and essentially, you know, like show these kids the way and how to be professional because you were an NBA player, how to act professional, be professional, and grow up and become a man into basketball and into the league. And you're over here throwing hands like you're back in your NBA days back way back in the day. So it's it's one of those things that I never personally liked 
when it came to like this isn't the malice in the palace this isn't you know 90s basketball that has no fucking place to be there even when the bob knight through the chair yeah I believe. bob knight threw the chair across the court even, even that to me is just ridiculous yeah it's it's one thing for people to fight you know people get into arguments people get in it, it gets testy and whatnot it gets chippy that happens it happens it's basketball it's sports it happens in all sports a head coach I mean, you are the head coach. You are definitely right. supposed to be revered as one of the, you know, more disciplined people. So, I mean, head coaches lose their cool. They argue with refs and whatever. But as far as I get into a fight, that's definitely uncalled for. So, should have probably been fired. Yeah, maybe it would have been a little bit drastic, but the five game suspension is definitely well deserved. Maybe should have yeah. been more. Possibly. We'll, we'll, I don't know. I I personally think it should be the entire season which i didn't realize was only five games left because i heard it was the whole season yeah forgetting how short college basketball actually is but then i also feel like he should be suspended for any tournaments that they are in from here on out yeah um not 100 percent sure michigan is not exactly the top tier i think about mid-tier in the big 10 so i don't know if they'll end up making uh march madness or not but if they do then yeah you, sh- you should have been if- suspended for some march madness games I know if they win the Big Ten tournament, they will win a chance, or I think they get a chance to go. I don't remember exactly how college basketball plays out, mm-hmm. but it's one of those things like you do it once, okay, you just lost your pool, whatever. But if it happens a second time, you're done. Get out, get the fuck out of here. But yeah. it's also Jawan Howard. He has a bit of a mean streak to him. Yeah, he, this isn't his first time. He hasn't actually like done a physical thing, but he did get into a big shouting match with, um, I believe the story was Maryland's head coach last year. He got into a giant shouting match with the Maryland head coach and had to be restrained by his assistant coaches and received two technicals and was ejected from the game. So, short fuse? And if that's the case, then I think Michigan needs to look about their head coach. And then you had the whole, um, you had the whole Jim Harbaugh went out and was doing interviews with uh, Minnesota Vikings and they're supposedly like uh cutting his like salary down and he's what supposed yeah he's supposed to have his salary cut down and um you're supposed he's supposed to in his contract any like talking whether it be with NBA or NBA whether it be with uh, professional NFL or other NCAA teams you have to like get permission from the athletic director in writing that you're going to go and have an interview. So he went and had the interview, didn't tell anybody, and I'm pretty sure that's why he got a, uh, I believe he got a one-year extension or something like that. Or was brought down to one year. Something happened with him. And he's only getting paid, uh, he's only getting paid like $7 million this next coming year. And he could potentially be out of there. So a lot of crazy head coach stuff happening in Michigan right now. I think that to me that to me is the dumbest thing ever. Like, I understand you want to keep your guys. It is what it is. But, to sit there and have him sign an extension until 2025 and then turn around because he interviewed for another company or for another team in the NFL to sit there and be like, yeah, no, we're going to cut that to one year and you're going to lose a ton of money. I think it's stupid. That'd be like you going and interviewing for another job, your other job finding out and being like, hey, fuck you, you're fired. Yeah. But, like, I mean, stupid. to be honest, if he did sign the contract and it is in his contract, that's just, yeah. <laughs> that's your own fault I mean, at that still, point. But <laughs> I don't know. I, I still think it's stupid, even if it is in the contract. Right. All right. 
so yeah, a lot of like interesting things happening with Michigan head coaches. So we'll see how all of that ends up. NBA All-Star Weekend was this past weekend. It concluded here in host Cleveland. Just actually where pretty much we are located. All-Star Game saw Team LeBron taking the victory 164, or I'm sorry, 163 to 160. Steph Curry had 50 points and set a record 16 three-pointers. LeBron knocked down the game winning shot in his hometown. But what I actually want to talk about was there um, a lot of people saying this was arguably the worst dunk contest to oh God, have ever happen. It was I, fucking terrible. It was, I know Cole Anthony dunked in Tim's. Like came out okay. in some Timberlands and dunked. It's like if you have natural bounce and so, hops, you're going to be able to dunk in anything. So what is so, so special about you dunking in some boots? Okay, let me explain to you this. We went home. We've run out of I ideas. Was, I was working that night so i went home and i had it recorded i watched it it was a five minute thing with him changing into his fucking tims that his father brought down from the stands threw on his dad's jersey and decided to dunk in these timberlands or messed up like four or five times and then finally made it it was awful I mean, we, we gotta we gotta do something you gotta maybe and this is gonna sound like super corny but like Lower the rim, put like a tiny, like one old miniature trampoline or something. Like, let them do so. Everyone is just running out of ideas, and it's now all about cosmetics and See? whatnot. So it's like, it's like, dude, these are not dunks. We gotta, it's gotta think of something different. Something's gotta change. Here's the problem we went from having players like Jordan and Irv and Julius Irving and Clyde Drexler and Dominique Wilkins being in it to Cole Anthony. Obi Toppin. I think the most recent one where it was decent was when Zach Levine beat Aaron Gordon. But the problem is superstars nowadays don't want to get hurt and they don't want to risk losing out on millions and millions and millions of dollars for absolutely nothing. A fucking title that means nothing. No. I say fuck it. Bring in either street ballers or bring in um, an incentive to where if you win, you get an additional million dollar bonus yeah and that might help yeah something so, something's got to change uh you add something to it but you guys bring in props uh, i'm tired of seeing windmills i'm tired of seeing people jump over another person and you know reverse and it's just like it's like dude it's like it, it can i do it no i cannot do it but it's not anything that's for these guys all in the nba it's like probably 75 80 percent of the nba can do that dunk that you just did so it's like and especially if it takes you five attempts to do it it's like dude no at that point i don't i don't care anymore bring back the fucking time i swear to god these dudes are taking like 20 fucking minutes to get one dunk in because if they don't maintain possession of the ball that it's not a it's not a technical attempt and you get three attempts it's it's stupid it's so it's it's not what it used to be and it's pretty boring but <laughs> fun little fact for you. Sorry to interrupt. Did you know that when Jordan did his free throw line dunk, he didn't even win the dunk competition? He came in second. I feel like maybe I've read that somewhere, but it's um, it, it sounds vaguely familiar. But no, that actually is still so interesting that he didn't win because everyone looks at that as like the yep. dunk. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, sticking with that. Special Saturday. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns, 
won the three-point shootout, so uh, definitely one of, like, one of the last ones I would have thought would have won it. I didn't realize he was that good of a three-point shooter. But yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> apparently he did. And then there was the Skillless Contest, which featured three of the hometown Cleveland Cavaliers, three Ana de Kumpo brothers, and then three random rookies, which actually had the Cleveland Cavaliers walking away with that victory. Uh, another thing, as we're sticking around in Cleveland, Jared Allen showed up in a sweater and some jeans to like the All-Star game. And everyone was just talking about it. And he was like interviewed about it. And he was like, well, what do you want me to do? Wear a $5,000 chain? The dude's wearing the most basic jeans, the most basic sweater. Right. This dude just got a five-year, $100 million contract, and he is staying humble as ever. That's a role model right there. And that's why he fits in so well. Yeah. Who the fuck do you know that's going to walk around with a $20 million fucking necklace in Cleveland? Every we're other not, NBA star. Right, we're not, <laughs> I mean, in the city itself. Like, ah. You and me aren't going to do that. Your your father's not going to do that. Some random Joe off the street's not going to have that. Oh. We're not trust fund kids. We are that nose to the fucking grindstone city. Yeah. So it just it just mashes so well with Cleveland itself that people fucking love it. Yeah. Which is good for Jared Allen. He also yeah. did a thing where he um he wanted to he has a production crew of the NBA All Star game. Because you know, like when they announce the starters and they rise up from the ground and like the little thing and they're announced and everything like that. He wanted to ride on it. So <laughs> there's, there's actually a video of him like by himself. There's like not really many stand, fans in the stands. He's just riding up on the little thing, like pretending he was a starter and like That's having funny. like a, having like a little wholesome moment. It's just kinda like, dude, between that and like him wearing just sweater and a jeans and people being like, oh, it's Humble man, and, the, and he's he's almost like Kawhi Leonard because Kawhi Leonard like would like had the Trailblazer had like or like ninety five Bronco or Trailblazer or whatever and whatnot. And it's just like dude, it's like some people yeah. make plenty of money, but just stay humble. That's the yeah, way it is. I just feel like he's just a giant child, and yeah. that's not that's not a bad thing. Nah, he's just a giant kid that enjoys the game of basketball and has fun doing it, and is loved in the city, so he stayed. Yeah. Speaking of giant, wow, what a segue into that. You know who showed out for the game for the NBA All-Star game? Celebrity All-Star game. Uh Cleveland guy. Bergeau? Miles Garrett. Oh, I was going to say there's 3 of them in there, so. Okay, the fact if if you understand how large Miles Garrett is oh, and for massive. that guy to get that weight up and be able to dunk the way that he was dunking, oh my god, yeah. that's impressive. Yeah, he should have been a. If he was a basketball player, he would be a very unstoppable force. Yeah, like no one's no one's jumping in front of that guy. (laughs) No, I don't even think Giannis would jump in front of him. Probably not. All right, sticking in the world of basketball, as that kind of completes the All Star stuff. Greg Popovich is three wins away from passing Don Nelson for all time wins leader. So that's going to be extremely interesting to watch. Oh, he will. Greg Popovich. He's got the rest of the season to get three wins. Ah, come on. And then all of next year, too, to add on to it. Yeah, right. If he stays. So, I mean, to be honest, like, in, in my lifetime, getting to watch um, Coach K for basketball, break the all-time wins, get to watch Greg Popovich about to do it. I'm going to go ahead, and I'm just going to say it. LeBron James is most likely going to break the points record set by Kareem. So watching all of these records get broken in my lifetime is extremely, extremely interesting. Because LeBron is right there. He's 500 or something away from Carl Malone and like 2,000, I believe it is, away from Kareem. 
So if you look up NBA points record, the first thing that pops up is tickets for the LA Lakers. Yeah, but I think some people think he's going to break it this year. I don't think he's going to break it this year. No, he's very close to second, though. Yeah, he, um, he'll probably get second this year because he's only like 500 away from second place. So this is on, let's see, this is on NBA history through ESPN. I got to do the math real quick, so give okay. me one moment on that one. You are fine. Uh, on a sadder note, Chris Paul has a fractured thumb and will be out six to eight weeks. And the uh, playoffs start in seven weeks, so... Chris Paul might be back just in time for the playoffs and might try and help Phoenix go deep into the playoffs. I think Phoenix's best chance was last year. I don't think Phoenix will make that deep run. They might get to the Western Conference Finals, but I think ultimately we'll lose. So even if you get Chris Paul back. But I think they have a solid hold on first place, and I don't think that they will drop anywhere beyond like third. So I think even without Chris Paul, they'll be just fine. So yeah. Chris Paul out six to eight weeks with fractured thumb. And playoffs start in seven weeks, so hopefully he gets back soon. All right, where are we at? So, okay, so he is 369 points away from second place. Okay. Which is very possible this year. Oh, absolutely. Um, and then 387 minus 36. How many other podcasts do you is, know where we do math on the podcast? <laughs> he is 1,828 points away from first from tying for first place. Okay, so he's like 1,800 away from there and like 300 and yes. some change from second. Okay, perfect. All right. Oh, kind of switching it up here a little bit as the kind of going down through some final runs here of random <laughs> stories. Real quick, I don't mean to interrupt, and I'm sorry, but in order for LeBron to even tie Kareem Abdul-Jabbar this year, he needs to average 53.76 points a game easy. for the rest of the season. That's not too bad. That's easy. Yeah. <laughs> he can do it. He'll be fine. He's he's going to be Maybe sticking around. He's, he, he'll be around for a little while longer. Yeah. No, he, he's got two years to do it. He's right. at least two years. So Austin Sindrick wins the Daytona 500, the second youngest player to ever, player, second youngest driver to ever win the Daytona 500. He won it at 23 years old. The only other person younger was uh, Trevor Bain, who won it in 2011. He was only 20. And this was, this was uh, Austin Sindrick's uh, only eighth ever start in the Cup Series. So he's only ever started eight races, and his eighth ever start you win one of the biggest races, the Daytona 500. So that's a nice accomplishment there. Good for you, and you're only 23, so you got a lot of racing to go, buddy. Good for you. Fuck yeah. Good for you. All right, final Olympic medal count was Norway had a record-breaking 37 medals total, 16 gold, eight silver, 13 bronze. Uh, ROC ended up with 32, six gold, 12 silver, 14 bronze. Germany was in third place, 27. Uh, Canada hit fourth place, and the United States hit fifth place. So, the United States still got top five, but Norway, hard to compete against that. (laughs) Was it record-breaking for, like, Olympic history, or was it record-breaking for their country specifically? It was uh, winter Olympic history. Okay. I wasn't sure, like, if it was just their country or winter Olympics. All of winter Olympics, they set the record for most medals ever. I don't think it was by much, though. I, th- I want to say the record was 35 or 36. So I only broke it by like one or two, but they still did break the record. Congratulations, Norway. 
This right. is the only time we'll hear about you all year. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Richard Sherman decided to open up his mouth again. Oh, boy. Here we go. Fucking course he did. Saying that Matthew Stafford was not a Hall of Famer and has no accolades and played in the most pass-friendly decade. Basically, he has no All-Decade. He has no All-Pro. He has no MVP. He has one Pro Bowl. He's not even the MVP of the Super Bowl. He did win. He only hits top 12 in yards and touchdowns, so not even top 10. Number 11 in completions. I see his argument. Because if you look at it, all he really does have, Stafford, if you think about it. I'm not trying to take anything away from Stafford. He's a great player. But all he really does have is that one Super Bowl he just got. So, it begs the question. Is Matthew Stafford a Hall of Famer? Now, if I think about this, if you ask Richard Sherman if he's a Hall of Famer, he's going to tell you he is, and he also only has one Super Bowl, and that's pretty much exactly. all the only accolade he has. And he has one deflected pass away from Michael Trabtree and a rant at the very end of that game. That's what Michael or that's what Richard Sherman's pretty much known for. But he would tell you he's a Hall of Famer, I'm sure. So, is Stafford a Hall of Famer? I want to say yes, but I like Stafford. Um, here's the thing. I mean, number 12 in yards and in touchdowns and number 11 in completion. So your top 12 in those, it's not that being top 12 of all the quarterbacks who've ever existed. That's not right. horrible. And here's my thing. I thought the only thing that was going to keep him out of the Hall of Fame was that Super Bowl. Because you have to think, Dan Marino never won one. But it's a whole different fucking era now. That's all we ever remember people for because we got spoiled with Tom Brady. Yeah. So I don't think quarterbacks are in an era anymore where they could go on to not win a Super Bowl, even if they had a legendary career, and make it. Hmm. And I still personally think Stafford deserves to be there. You are top 20 out of thousands and thousands thousands of quarterbacks you, you are in like the almost the one percent at that point and especially the knowing like the adversity that he overcame like quarterbacks that usually would stick in like an organization for as long as he did at detroit and just be on a shit team would probably just end up either retiring or just calling it quits and then that was it and then your career is over with and it's like hey you had some good stats but nothing ever came of it he actually ended up going to a different team and put in the work and Got the reward. So, um, and I'm honestly, I, I don't see LA, you know, being a scrub team next year. I could see them contending this next coming year or possibly the year after. So, Stafford still has a few years left. So, let's see if he can put together another one. I'll go on record say if he wins another one, definitely, definitely Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. And, like, I mean, you can even compare him to Phillip Rivers. Well, like Phillip Rivers, if you were to go ask anybody, do you think they'd say he's a Hall of Famer? Yes or no? They would pro. I would say you'd most likely get yeses. Maybe some s- crazy right. super fans would say like no, and they'd have all right. the different stats. But it's like most people, like the average like person, would probably say yes, knowing right. what he me, accomplished. To me, it's I just feel like Stafford's just like an exact replica of Philip Rivers, just better. Yeah, I think Stafford should be in the Hall of Fame. Do I, I think he's there yet? Maybe not. Play a couple more seasons. Maybe if you end up like jumping up. Number 12 in yards and touchdowns and number 11 in completions. And he's not yet retired. So he still has time to boost all those things up. I say if he hits top 10, he's in. 
No. Right. That's it. But if you look at it, he said no MVP, uh, only one Pro Bowl, no All-Pro, no All-Decade. But let's also look at the team he was playing on. You're playing on Detroit. No one's going to look at Detroit and be like, oh, yeah, he's right. got that really good quarterback. No, they're going to see a shitty team, and they're going to, of course, they're not going to vote him for the Pro right. Bowl or an All-Pro team. It's because everyone's looking at all the other players. So, yeah. I can see it. How about this? This is a little fun thing I hear here. At the end of every season, the worst team in the NFL plays the best team in the XFL. <laughs> Winner of the XFL becomes an NFL team. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I would love to see that happen. It's stupid things like that. You're like, what the hell? And then you kind of like just like working. It's in the back of your mind. You're like, and you think about it. And hang like, on. Oh. That actually might not be a bad idea. You know, start weeding them out. It's just kind of like you guys want to get back in the NFL? Battle your way back in the NFL. Right. Get good. Because get good. <laughs> we'll make t-shirts. Get good, scrub. Yep. All right, heading over into basketball, and then we'll finish off with some football here. LeBron says that he will play at least one season with Bronny, has guaranteed it. He has not ruled out coming oh. back to Cleveland. Um, oh. And people are saying that it's just because they're a good team that he wants to come over. It's like, well, look, the Lakers are struggling right now. So it's like, huh, made my time with L.A. is done here. I won him a championship. I played as a Laker. I could say I did that. Let's head back to Cleveland. Not they're a good team and win with them. But he did promise he will I, play one season with Bronny. Wherever LeBron gets drafted, he will find a way to get on that team and play at least yeah. one season before he retires. That's why I think he'll break Kareem's record because he wants to go with Bronny and Bronny still has college to go. Yeah, he's he's gonna if, break the record if he goes to college. That's very big chance he goes to the G League ignite. Yeah, we'll see what happens with that. But, so let me ask you this: If LeBron were to come back, what would your opinion be on that? Uh, it'd probably be. Fairly indifferent. I'd probably, okay. ju- I, you know, I'd be like happy, like, hey, he's back, cool. I'm coming back to Cleveland, you know, represent Cleveland, blah blah blah. blah. But I wouldn't be as excited as I was when he the first, first came, time. when he first came back. It was like, dude, that makes sense. he's fucking coming back because now I see him. He's aged. He's not what he used to be. So right. it's gonna be like you're coming back to provide, essentially, coaching and a veteran championship experience to these guys. So, I mean, put him I in the role this, Kevin Love is. Put, I mean, you're not going to put right. LeBron James as a bench player, but still, it's, it's like put him in the role kind of as Kevin Love. Limit his minutes, let him play, let him get his points right. and his accolades, but then, like, and let him potentially win another one here in Cleveland. But he, he's, he cannot be your star player. No. And my big thing is if he does come back, I hope he comes back after Bronny. He's played with Bronny just so he can retire here. Yeah. I have very, I've said it before on here, I have a very big thing about players starting and ending their career in the same place. I love that shit. But end it in, like, the right way. Play your final season. Don't sign a stupid little one-day contract. (laughs) Right. I I think my thing is the closest thing would be, like, if you don't want to play a full season, look at what Verichow did. He got brought on in a hardship extension, played a good solid, like, two months, and then said, I'm done. I'm yeah. officially done. Thank you, Cleveland. And then left. That's probably the minimum I'll accept if you play at least a 10-game contract. Nice. All right. Russell Westbrook's NBA 2K rating is now a 79. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Do you remember like six years ago when this guy was winning MVP of the league? And now he's ranked 79 in 2K. Not that 2K really fucking matters that much, but... You're ranked 79 in 2K. There's a reason that they're making those rankings, and Russell Westbrook is just not. 
not what he used to be. His time in Houston did not pan out. His time in Washington yeah. did not pan out, and it's not pan out here in L.A. So, nope. uh, it's, I have no fucking idea, but ever since he left Oklahoma City, it has just been a downward spiral for this man. Here's what I think it is. I think Russell Westbrook is a very good player. I think he's a very good point guard. I think he is a superstar, and he needs to be the face of a franchise. Yes. Going to yes. Houston, you are not. Going to Washington, you may be technically a better player than Beal, but that was Beal's team that you were joining. Yeah. So you were not better. You are you were not the face of the franchise. LA, definitely not. He needs to be that face of a franchise. So he needs to go somewhere where he is not second tier. He needs to go somewhere and be be the man and then he'll so, get back to his normal playing self. So let's play this fun little game. If he were to go anywhere, where would he be able to go where he'd be the face of the franchise? Or I think he'd be the face of the franchise and Okay. Well, I mean, he can go to any, like, shit team and become the face of a franchise. A face of a franchise and potentially have people around him to contend? I'm just saying in general. Like, where where's the number one place you think he can go to be the face of a franchise? I mean... There's only really one team to me that sticks out. I mean, you could literally just go back to Oklahoma City. Yeah, but they got Shea. That's yeah. Shea's team now. Yeah... So I guess if you're if we're gonna go ahead and say that it's Shea's team, then someone who it's not their team just like has no like real superstar. Mm-hmm. I'll give you two answers. I'll give you what the other like main answer that I had was, um, Detroit. Okay, I'll accept that. I don't know if Detroit really has anything. I mean, they got Cade, but he's also a rookie, so you could technically step in and be the face of that franchise. Right, and kind of bring him up under your wing. Uh, possibly Sacramento. They got De'Aaron Fox. They do have De'Aaron Fox. And now DeMontis Sabonis. Ah, well, I, I wouldn't say Sabonis would be. <laughs> but uh, no, I, but I can yeah. argue Fox, but <laughs> Sabonis. But yeah, like, I did forget no about De'Aaron he, Fox. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'd say my best guess would be Detroit. And see, I was leaning towards Orlando and Houston. Orlando but Houston does technically Houston. have Suggs. Orlando really, their best player is Cole Anthony. Yeah. Like. So. There's all kinds. Know. It's fun little game to play. If it, if I my original one was if I had to put him somewhere, where he could bike, he could walk in. Now this is kind of like taking away from like yes, this guy has been there. It's kind of been his team. But I feel like he could outshine the guy who's already there and take over and potentially contend, I would say, the Knicks. Yes. If he went up there, it's technically, I would say it's Julius Randle's team. But you could go up there and you could play alongside with him and Obi Toppin, and you could probably contend pretty well. Because they contended without Russell Westbrook. So adding him and making him the face of the league or face of the team, possibly. Yeah, and I'd agree to that. All right, as we finish off with some NFL stuff here, I want to go over the awards and whatnot. But real quick, did you see the Jarvis Landry tweet? Yes. Why Jarvis I, Landry wants to stay in Cleveland and pretty much tells Cleveland the ball is in your court now. If you guys want me to stay, yeah. let me know. If you guys don't want me to stay, I'm out of here. So. And it's, it all boils down to money. Yeah. People are screaming he's not deserve he doesn't deserve what he's getting paid, but I disagree. I think he just he, gets hurt too much, and that's why we don't see him as often. But he's definitely worth it when he's in there. He is worth and it's, every penny. And to me, it's not even necessarily about what he does on the field. It's what he does in the locker room. He fucking came in. We didn't have any fucking players. 
and he changed the goddamn culture and made it a winning culture. Yeah. That's I was, I, my I, biggest thing. I think it was even before we drafted Baker Mayfield, he signed yep. with Cleveland. So it was just kind of like, it's like, why is this guy coming to Cleveland? It's like, so apparently he wanted to come in and he wanted to make a change and be yeah. top dog. And so, he pretty much is. So technically we traded for him. Mm. And then I, I believe it was the year we drafted Mayfield because we also had Tyrod, I believe. Right, but so I, I'm pretty sure he was announced that he was a Brown before Mayfield got drafted. Correct. Yeah, we we traded for him in the off season. Yeah, and then he signed an extension. So these last two years he's been on mm-hmm. was an extension because when we drafted him, he only had or not drafted when we traded for him. He only had a one year deal with him. Gotcha. So then we signed him to an extension to keep him through next year, mm. which yeah. technically it's not guaranteed. So if we cut him. We save a fuck ton of money, but I think it's stupid. Yeah, we should definitely do that. Definitely show out for Jarvis Landry. I agree. All right. So finishing it off, we're going to go into the NFL awards. Most valuable player, Aaron Rodgers. It's a whole like, do you agree or do you not agree? I don't agree with this one. I don't know why Aaron Rodgers won MVP. I really don't. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like there were other people. I feel like Josh Allen deserved MVP more. You could make the argument for Matthew Stafford uh, needed MVP more. Deserved. I couldn't think of that word. (laughs) Deserved MVP more. Aaron Rodgers getting MVP was kind of a shock. My thing is, here's my biggest gripe, is how the fuck does an offensive player win MVP but not win offensive player of the year? I think it's more so like what he does as far as um, like you just said with Jarvis Landry as far as like stuff inside the locker room and just being an all around, which is what's also weird now that I say that because he had all the turmoil and whatnot in the off season and then all of a sudden it was just right. kind of like hey everything's cool let's sign a contract and so yeah I think it kind of has to do with, like most valuable player like kind of what you do you know on the sideline like you know right coaching guys up like hey. Who cares about that play? You fucked up. Let's move over. Let's, let's get this win. So maybe he does that. But I also feel like it isn't necessarily. It's the same thing with basketball. It's not really a most valuable player. It's who's the most fucking popular. Mm-hmm. Because if you, let's put it this way. If you were to take Aaron Rodgers off of Green Bay, would they be a contender? Would they even be anything relevant? Fuck no. With, with, if, with who they have now? Correct. If you were to take Rodgers off the team last season, do you think they would have been anywhere near the fucking playoffs? I think they would have contended for wild card. Okay. Because now, they still you, you still have Devontae Adams. You still have right. um, uh, Aaron Jones. You still have those like those those right. weapons. So. so So then if you take fucking Josh Allen off of the Bills, are the Bills going to be any good? Uh, I feel like they wouldn't be as good. Right. It, it, it's the it's thing where... similar similar scenario, but I feel like Green Bay would yeah. fare better than the Bills right. would, without their quarterback. So yeah. that's how I've always looked at it is, who do I take out of these people, if I were to take them off of their teams, who would suffer the most? Yeah, I think Josh Allen should win MVP. Yeah, I agree. All right, well, Offensive Player of the Year was Cooper Cup. No arguments there. No, I Loved it. That. Defensive Player, T.J. Watt, aside from it being a stealer, Devin doesn't like it, but 
it was a hard fought battle. TJ Watt, Miles Garrett, or Aaron Donald. It was going to be I one think, of those three. <laughs> I think Aaron Donald should have won it just because Aaron Donald does more that may not necessarily show up on the stat line. And yeah. all TJ Watt really did this year was break the sack record, which, if you watch some of his sacks, really shouldn't have been counted as sacks. They just counted it because, oh, the quarterback slid behind the line of scrimmage and he was the closest one to it. Yeah. So. Arfa battle. It's going to be for years to come. It's going to be a battle with all three of those guys. Yep. Um, I feel like uh, Aaron Donald talked about like potentially retiring. Uh, he is, this is, I believe it's 10th year in the league. So he's getting a little bit older and up there. So for years to come now, it's probably going to be a battle between TJ Watt and Miles Garrett. Yep. All right. Offensive rookie of the year, Jamar Chase, wide receiver for the Bengals. I don't have any arguments there either. I don't either. There's, there's nothing you can even do to, like, fucking say about that. I don't think there's any other offensive rookies that really did anything of any relevance. Jamar Chase was lights out. Yeah. Uh, defensive rookie of the year was Micah Parsons for the Cowboys. Uh, he could potentially contend with TJ Watt and uh, Miles Garrett for maybe defensive player of the year coming up here soon. But yeah. Micah Parsons, same thing. Uh, other rookies, defensive rookies that did anything, couldn't name you one. He was definitely one. Uh, maybe yeah. uh, Trayvon is Trayvon Diggs a rookie, or was Trayvon Diggs like a uh, sophomore? Trayvon Diggs, I want to say Trayvon Diggs is a sophomore. You're talking about Stefan's younger brother? Yeah, because he's also on the Cowboys. Um, but uh, Michael Parsons ended up taking. But Trayvon Diggs, he was doing a lot of interceptions earlier in the year. He was drafted in 2020. Okay, so then, yeah. Comeback player of the year, Joe Burrow, quarterback for the Bengals. That was understandable. There was no can't argue that. Yep, torn ACL comes back and takes your team to. Well, obviously you don't count playoffs, but ends up taking your team to the Super Bowl. So definitely belongs as Coach Player of the Year. Uh, Coach of the Year, Mike Vrabel. More confused with this one than I was Aaron Rodgers MVP because uh, the Titans really didn't do shit. No, they didn't. You won your division, what? but it's like they needed <laughs> nothing after that. You finished as a number one seed in the AFC. Well, it's not not a (laughs) postseason award, even though we announced that in the fucking postseason. Yeah, they did end up getting the number one seed in the AFC, but it's like if, I don't know, if you barely win games and you play shit teams, I don't remember them playing like any hard, hard games. It's like, I don't know, almost almost handed that number one seed. I don't know, it just feels weird. I didn't hear anything about the Titans all year, and all of a sudden, Mike Vrabel is your coach of the year. It should have gone to, uh, crap, can't remember his name, Bengals head coach. I'm glad we agree. I was going to say, as much as I fucking hate it, the Cincinnati Bengals head coach should have won it. Yeah. But again, it's not a fucking postseason award. But even then, still taking those taking those Bengals and taking what was supposed yeah. to be a dominated division by Baltimore and taking Cleveland. yeah taking yeah Baltimore and Cleveland were supposed to be the top two and taking over. <laughs> no, Baltimore ended up in last. Yeah, which scares me for next year. All right, we'll see what Jamar Chase or Jamar Chase. Uh... Wow, Lamar I can't Jackson. Lamar Jackson, Jamar Lamar. I was getting. Close yeah, <laughs> couple of letters off. They both end in R. All right, all right, and finally, moment of the year. Do you know what it was? No idea. Justin Tucker's record-setting field goal, sixty-six yards. Ah, the eye roll. There it is. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Don't, don't fucking remind me. I was waiting for something good. God, that they should have lost that fucking game, to the goddamn Lions. But hey, 
it is what it is. So if we look at this, TJ Watt won defensive player, Jamar Chase won offensive rookie, Joe Burrow won co- uh, comeback player, and Justin Tucker got uh, moment of the year. So as far as like these major awards, uh, four of the nine were AFC North. Yeah, not a single one was a brown. Uh, well. shit. <laughs> one from each team except for the Browns. <laughs> and they're the fucking Bengals. And their woes continue for the Browns. We'll see what happens with the Browns. So it'll be an interesting offseason. We'll see what they do in the draft. I don't even know who's in the draft and what's going on. The draft is actually coming up soon here. It's coming up in April, isn't it? I believe so. Yeah. So I, don't, I haven't heard anything about top. I think like the top players is like... Um, uh, he's got like a he's got like a weird last name. It's it's like Nindeo or something like that, and it's like Wait, e. One second. It's like N like D E U X is like the way it ends. It's it's something like that. Um, he's like a it's it's all like defensive player or it's it's not like a quarterback wide receiver like Thibodeau. I think it's I think it's his name Thibodeau, Thibodeau and Dale or it's something like that. God, I cannot remember, <laughs> but. It's it's a lot of uh, either linemen or defensive tackles or linebackers yeah. or something like that. It, there's no like big running backs, big wide receivers, big quarterbacks coming out of this draft. You know, big like safeties or DBs. There are some up there, but like the main ones, I think are linebackers. I think linebackers are like the main. Yeah. Guys who are about to give get me, snagged for this draft. Give me one second, see if I can find it here. All right. Because you know ESPN wants to do ESPN Plus in order to see their mock draft. Ah. Uh. That's how they get you. That's how they get you. Well, it's easy. Just sign up for it. I'm not paying six ninety nine for ESPN Plus. You got me fucked up. Six ninety nine, so I can read this one article. So it looks like, according to, um, Yahoo Sports for their NFL mock draft, mm-hmm. as of as of the seventeenth, take this as you will, uh, an offensive tackle goes first in Evan Neal. Okay. Then a then a defensive edge, defensive edge, safety, then another offensive tackle, then a quarterback in Malik Willis. So we're six picks in, and there's our first quarterback. Hmm. Then then a linebacker, corner, another QB, and then another defensive end. So your first ten players are all – most of them are all line, either defensive line or offensive line. Gotcha. So – yeah, not a not an exciting draft this year. And one final thing, kind of end on a bit of a sour note, but it's actually been a topic a topic of discussion. Is uh, I I haven't really read the whole full story, but I know that a judge has uh, declared that Sean Watson can testify now in court. I I, I guess supposedly like they kept like saying that they want to do at court like hearings or testify and whatnot, and Deshaun Watson kept trying to push it off, push it back, push it back, and I think a judge. And like everyone is just pretty much tired of it, and they're like, "No, we're doing this. You're, you keep yeah, trying to delay it's... and push it off. You're facing the thunder. You're testifying, and we're gonna hear these like nine women and their accusations out, and let's get this thing over with." It's so fucking time. Yeah, so we'll see what happens with that. And I, I didn't even know about all that, but when I kind of read it, and I was just kind of like, "Oh, he's been he's been the guy who's been pushing it off." It's like, "Why are you pushing it off?" It kind of makes me think maybe you are guilty of yeah. something. There's yeah. definitely some shit going on. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe it comes out that it never happened and it was just he was pushing it back to get the attention off of him and onto his team. Yeah. I don't fucking know. We'll see. We'll but see what happens. We'll see. 
All right, guys, that wraps up this episode. Apologies for not having more sports update episodes. Like I said, um, it's been slow. It's been work schedules just do not mix, and we you kind of need like a half an hour here to be able to talk. So we have been trying to keep up to date with the super fast sports episode update episodes that I have been doing, but I definitely wanted to get in and get some of these going here with Devin, especially since NBA playoffs are going to be starting here soon. So looking forward to that. All right, guys, go check out the website, highjudgmentpodcast.com. Episodes, you can listen to all of them right there. There's bonus content. You guys can check out the store link. So we get our merch line out. Also hit up that interactive section in the help us section and, like, let us know what we're doing wrong, what we're doing right, and all that fun stuff. Plus all the social links are right there. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And we're on TikTok. I haven't made a TikTok in a while. I should make TikTok. (laughs) Also, shout out Den, the den.show. It's a network that we're a part of, so. Go check out the Den Dot Show for other great podcasts. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And as always, stay fantastic. And go Bengals. Fuck the Bengals. <laughs> I'm so upset. This podcast is brought to you by the Deluxe Edition Network. To find more great shows on our network, head over to the Den Dot Show. 